0: The Eddy B. Sit Edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Taanit Daf Yud Tet. Today's Daf is being studied. Le'aynu nishmat of R'raham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tani began eden. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. R'fuach Shilma Eliyahu Hayim ben Shafiya Sofia. Ennar refanado. Ennar refanado. Ennar refanado. R'fata nefesh u'fata guf. We begin today's daf on Yud-Het Amud Sheni, starting in the third perek, starting at the Mishnah, when the Mishnah begins. Sefer which means, the order of fasts that we mentioned in the first Padrech, that we said, first the Tamid Yahachemim fest, and then there's another three fasts by the Sibur, followed by another three and another seven, <clears throat> and they gradually get more severe, until altogether the Sibur Fest 13 Taniyot, that is referring to the Mishnah says, Seder taniyot elu, those Taniyot that we mentioned, Hamur that's talking about if the first period of the rains, of the Yore rains that are supposed to fall in hejvan, if they did not rain, so then they start fasting according to that order, meaning it's a progression. They start fasting three and then another three, and etc., like we learned in the Mishnah. However, abal, simahim shishanu, or better read, Yes, yeah. let's say you have plants or the crops that grew let abnormally. Let's say something happened to them, she says, They changed from the normal way of growth. instead of a wheat, came a thorn. instead of a barley. Basha. Basha is also like a thistle. Or let's say the stalks grew, but there was no wheat kernels in the stalks, or shinui aher, or any other type of abnormality. Matriim alehem niyad, Then already we must fast with shofarot immediately, meaning we fast immediately with the most severest of the fasts. Instead of going slow, fasting gradually, right away, the, you fast immediately and you do it in the most severe stringencies, like we learned in the last seven fasts for the drought. That she says, Shekol aharonot all the stringencies of the aharonot of the last fasts will apply to them. Because again, this is an immediate problem. We have no time to wait. And therefore, if there's some type of abnormality in the crop, it's an imminent uh, danger, uh, problem, and therefore the fasts start immediately with all their stringencies. And the Mishnah continues, Similarly, If let's say between the first rain and the second rain there was a lapse of 40 days, so then immediately we must start fasting again with Shofarot and all the stringencies. sheim makat btsoret, Because that is called a, an affliction of food shortage, which means the first rain causes the crop to start growing. But since there's no additional rain, so now they're not going to be able to develop, and therefore they die, and therefore that's a very severe thing. So therefore, they start immediately fasting, that she says, Ben From the first period of rains to the second, Siman That is a Siman, a sign that has Shalom is going to be batsoret, which means that is a an affliction of a food shortage. Yerdu Let's say there were rains that rain that benefited the plants. Avaloy but it did not benefit the. Trees, or well, the opposite. La ilan, it benefited the trees, velo, the but it did not benefit the plants. Laze, veloze, let's say it benefited both, the plants and the trees, the rain. li borot, li ma'arot, but it did not benefit the reservoirs. Literally, borot are the holes, and the sheehin are the ditches, and the ma'arot are the caves. That's where the drinking water was stored. So in that case over there also miyad So immediately you must start fasting with all the stringency. So that she says yardu the simachim the ilan. The is going to explain what type of rains are that that they, that they rain for the simachim for the plants but are not beneficial for the trees. And the The explains what's the difference between all these different type of uh, reservoirs that collect the rain. In any event, the Gebarah says over here, that uh, she says, bet which means the, uh, All of them, basically the common denominator is they store water in order to drink. In any event, if those ditches are not filled up, those reservoirs that so we have to start fasting, immediately. With all the stringencies. Let's the similarly, ear shelo yerdu adeakeshamin. But say a city that the rains did not rain on it. And what's the case? So the Gibbara says Diktief the Mishnah says, like it said in the Pasok, Bim Tarti Al ir Ahat, God says, I will bring rain on one city, the al-eer lo amtir. And on one city I will not bring rain. achat tmater. On just one field will be rained upon. So that she says, it rained in let's say one city, and its neighboring city, it did not rain. So the she says, that is considered a punishment. And the governor is going to explain that actually both cities are considered punished. And we'll see exactly why. that city, which means the city that has no rain, So they have to fast Well this is obvious And they also have to blow shofar Meaning immediately They start after going to the most stringent of fast As she says The reason why they have to fast Immediately with the most stringent of fast because that city Shiloya dua ba'raav. Actually that she's explaining the next line in the Mishnah. The city itself that does not have the rains. So they have to fast and also below the Shofar being the most stringent of fast. And all the surrounding neighboring cities. They also have to fast. You'll ask the question, why do they have to fast? They have rains. So, she explains, because they're going to run out of food. Because the city that doesn't have rains is going to go to that city to buy food, and there's going to be a shortage in that city as well. But they don't have to be as stringent as the city that doesn't have the rains. The city that doesn't have the rains, they fast, and they blow the shofar, meaning they go to the most stringent of fasts. They treat like the last seven fasts immediately. However, the neighboring cities, they only have to fast, but they are not... Loving the Shabbat, they don't treat it with the most stringencies. Rabbi Akiva says that the surrounding cities, they just they just cry out in However, they do not fail. So he's more lenient when it comes to the surrounding cities. And similarly, That's a city that has pestilence. That's where the animals are dying. Or let's say the buildings are collapsing, for example, there's strong winds and that's causing the buildings to collapse. So that city must fast and also blow the shofar, which means and treat it with the most uh, stringent of uh, fasts, right? And cries out. And all the surrounding cities also have to fast, but they're not there, they don't have to cry out. The reason for the surrounding cities over here is so they can uh, be empathizing with the city that has the, uh, has the problem. Which means we want to show that we're sharing in their tzad. and therefore the surrounding cities also have to do something. So at least they have to fast. Again, the surrounding cities, while they cry out in tefillah, however, they do not have to fast. Now what's considered pestilence, and the pestilence we're actually talking about over here is a type of pestilence that kills human beings. Again, says, A city that has 500 men, which means 500 men on foot, they explain that is like strong men, a population, able-bodied men, women and children are not included, and three people died in three consecutive days, which means every day one person died of that ratio, so that's already considered David. less than that, is, let's say the three people passed away in more than three days. Or less than three people passed away in that amount of time. in that's not considered David. Al elu matri'in bechol The following cases we have to cry out and make the everywhere, which means not only in the place that's having the problem, but everywhere in the world. That she says that even if let's say it's happening this problem in Aspamia, Aspamia would be like Spain, they would have to cry out in Bavil, or let's say in Babel they would cry out in Aspamia. Like we're going to see the reason they come out over here, is because this is a contagious plague. These type of plagues over here, they move they move from place to place. They spread out. And therefore, you have to pray in the far place that it's not going to reach them. And what are these things? So number one, ala shiddafon. Shiddafon is called wind blast. That's a type of wind that comes and ruins the grain. That's causing the grain to become uh, yellow and it withers and dries out, also by the grains. That's uh, types of locusts, right, that come along and destroy and eat the crops, and they devour the uh, vegetation. وَالْحَيَاءُ Dangerous beasts that attack humans. وَالْحَيَرِفُ That's, let's say, armies that pass through the land with their ammunition and their swords. Even if they're passing through peacefully, the Gemara explains that still we have to be concerned. So we have to cry out for these calamities immediately. Because these calamities, they travel to other areas. And therefore, even though it's only localized, let's say in one place, the other places have to be concerned because, as we said, these calamities travel comes to Gavilan and says, "Marase sheyadu zekinim Yerushalayim le'adam." There was one time with the zekinim they went down from Yerushalayim to their cities in Eretz Yisrael. They gazru tanit and they declared a fest al shenidei kimlo pi tanud be'ashkolon, which means a small amount of wind blast. On the crop was seen in Ashkelon. How small? The amount of the opening of an oven. It's a very small amount. But what? Since we said that Shedafot is one of those type of uh, plagues or calamities that travel, so therefore they made the Ta'anit everywhere because it's makat mehalekhet. Ve'od gazu al They also declared a fast because two children were eaten by Wolves. In the other side of the Jordan, and still they made a taanit and Eretz slave because again that's considered hayada. And we said by hayada, it's considered makamah your The B'yosef omear lo al He says no, not because they ate the children. Ela al shiniru, just the mere fact they were seen—that's already that they came to the city. It's not normal for zeivim wolves, obviously, to come to the city. That was enough reason to call and proclaim a fast. Al elu matriin bishabbat. the following. Items normally on Shabbat. Let's say we don't fast or we don't pray for different types of uh, situations like this. However, when it comes to the following calamities, we're allowed to even call out and cry in prayer on Shabbat itself. So the us says, "What are these items?" <laughs> the father answers, Rashi which means saying the Anenu prayers on Shabbat." <laughs> That's the city that let's say uh, was surrounded now by guim which is obviously it's a hostile situation it's dangerous so the other cities are allowed to pray for them or nahar or a river they, uh, that's for example the river is surrounding and threatening to overflow and flood the fields and the houses of the city ve'al ala sifinam bayam or let's say you have a ship that's tossing at the sea which means very stormy sea and is in danger of sinking you have to pray for them Rabbi the says That which we say we cry out ve'lo l'tza'aka. Now what does the Azra mean? So according to one interpretation of Rashi The previous Patech The Aizra That we're able to call out For volunteers to come help Which means We don't pray Because we're not sure That we're going to get answered So the Azra But you can call out For volunteers to go and Aid them And give them help in order to save the uh, situation. That's one of the ways we learned uh, above. Uh, she had a different interpretation, and he said, you may pray privately. She said, I can pray for the divine assistance privately, but you should not call out in a public prayer. So again, there's two interpretations of the word, either calling volunteers, not praying at all, or no, praying, but praying in privately and not in 'Cause we got it in Shabbat. shimon at Timni Omer. At Timni says, Ah Father David, that even on David if pestilence is in the city, uh Shemon Timni, he came from the city of Timnah, so he says you're able to pray on Shabbat. However, the achamim did not agree with him on that case. On any calamity that may befall the community that threatens them, we may, what we do, cry out. Except for an abundance or excessive rains. Which means so long as they don't destroy the crop, just because they, let's say, a a Burden because people taught for them to travel and walk doesn 't matter we don 't pray for them to stop, which means Rovme are not considered a, uh, a reason to pray and fast to stop it. there was a story regarding Honi the circle maker we'll see why they called them the circle maker. What was the case? Please pray for us that the rains will fall. So he was so certain that the rains were going to fall through his tefillah, he said, go bring in the ovens that he used to leave outside in order to roast the qurban pesah on them. Because he wanted to make sure they don't melt or dissolve in the rain. he started to pray. The rain didn't come down. What did he do? So he made a circle. He stood in the circle. He said, Your children have put their. Uh, their faces towards me, because they trust me, because I'm considered like a member of your household. I make a swear in your great name, I am not going to move from this circle until you have mercy on your children. So the rain started to drizzle amar, so i "Lo I didn't ask for those type of rains. I asked for strong rains that can fill up the reservoirs. So the rain started to begin falling with a fury. lo amar, he said, that's not what I asked for either. I requested good rains of blessing and benevolence now they started to finally fall, normally. So the Jewish people had to leave Jerusalem and go to the elevated areas because there was so much rain. Because of the rains. So now the people came to the and they said Just like you prayed for them to rain now please pray, they should go away, go out and see, if the rock called, has been dissolved yet, which means he was trying to say, that you don't pray for rains, to stop, was the rock that was on top of Harabayin, that if anybody lost an object, they would go to that place, and uh, they would give the simanim, and that's where all the lost objects were, given back, that was called Evin Hattu'in Everybody who had a ta'ana, everybody who had their claims We're going to that rock, it was in a very high place So he was telling them, listen So long as the Evin Hattu'in is still not dissolved it's, We don't care how much rain it is, we're not praying for it to stop Shalaq lo shem'on min shatah Shem'on min shatah sent to Khunih il ma le ata If it wasn't for the fact that you are Khunih The great Sadiq, goes, Rehni alaycha We put you in Niddui, we'd excommunicate you Why? Because the way he talked to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his tefillah. He says, but what am I going to do to you? You misbehave in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And still, he listens to you. They weren't happy the way he asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I didn't ask for this, I didn't ask for that. They felt that that was a little, uh, maybe, not right. So the Gemara says, You act like a child that misbehaves or is spoiled and to his father, this or no. And what? The father still fulfills the child's wish. On you the Pasuk says, Betagel which means and you, the pasuk says that your mother, your father, which is the, which is the, which is the, they're happy. Of course, we say, obviously is happy because he answered your prayers. And still also is happy because they benefited now from the rains. Let's just read Rashi. Rashi says, which means you do not pray for the abundance of rains to stop. So Rashi says, we're not talking about here, let's say where it rained on one city, and on the other city it did not rain. Because over there for sure we said, that one of the cities is a Kerala, both cities are a kilala. Which means over there we learn, that the curse in the city that it rained, is because it rained excessively. It was a, a, a flood water. And therefore we said the city that didn't have the rain is because there's no rain. And the city that had the rain is because it was Tehema matar. It was a place of rain, meaning excessive. Because over there the reason why it was a Kilara is that she says, We're talking But over there because it destroyed the wheat. But for here we're talking about where it rained. Vet Torah Akimd ibn Adam. Which means it's only over here an inconvenience, the excessive rains. But they're not ruining the tivua. Okay, so you see over here that we're talking about obviously rains that are excessive but not enough to destroy the crop. That's why we do not have to be concerned about praying uh, and, and fasting. Now she says, They used to leave their uh, ovens in the courtyards. They were made out of pottery. And they will bring them inside So they don't dissolve from the rains so If you want a uh, flood uh, Or a, 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 a strong rains That uh, drip down the mountains In order to fill up the borot That was called the That was called Anybody that lost an object would go there, and he would reclaim it. Comes the Mishtan continues. Hayu <laughs> mit'anim. Let's say the kahal started to fast. V'yardu gishamim kodem and before sunrise, the rains came. Lo They don't have to finish the fast. However, if they start the fast and the rains came after sunrise, They have to finish the fast. To be the lo so according to me, the aid says the cutoff point is midday. If it rained before midday, they don't have to continue the fast. If it rains after, they must continue. Ma'ase Shigazu Tahanid Belot. A to fest the creed of, of Lot. And what happened? It started to rain before Hatsot. Go out and eat on that day. Eat and drink and make it a holiday. They came back in the afternoon. They read the chapter in Tehillim chapter one thirty six, that says over there all the Kile olam hazdos, and over there one of them is Notin nechaim, they're basad, basar kilei olam hazdos, the one that gives sustenance and panasa to everybody, to the whole world, and therefore they said it in the afternoon as And now we begin the Gemara So we said that all these fasts that we talked about in the first period, where it's the 13th fast the Sibut fast, they progressively get worse, that's talking about if it did not rain in the first period of rain, would mean he we have a contradiction We said that the first period And the second period of rain Let's say the first period starts on the 17th of Hajvan And the second period starts on the 23rd of Lishol, Those periods are just periods For when we ask for rain But if by the third period She's not saying Let's say there's no rain, then already we start fasting. So it's masma from Al-Mishnah that you start fasting already after the first livi'ah. But from Al-Mishnah it's masma that you start fasting. From the, the first parik it's masma that it's only after the first two that pass. And then you start in the third. So the geberah says, this order of the first that was said, That means when the first, and the second, and the third periods of rain pass, But let's say, it rained in the first period, they And they planted, they but the product, products did not grow, They started to grow, but then they started to become abnormal, but the inal Then already you must cry out and fast the most stringent fast immediately, because that's already a problem. So comes again what says. I'll get the says, look at Bashi for a second. The Viyadi should not be Shiniyad. The Shol Shafat Pishaluy andu Lo, but he should not be Lo Shiniyad. According to the first period we learned, even though the rains did not rain in the first or second periods, the Ayumetani shualim he continued to ask. The Kashyan Matinitinek Tani Sittatani Yotei Elohim would be Viyadi Shona. But Al Mishna is that. What? Did the first begin immediately in the first Viyad? Or Beraita Hadad is Kostira from the Mishnah and the above Beraita. So the Gemara says Haki Kamar. So the reason why they call it is because it's all the same rains. It's all the Yoreh rains. But really it's referring to the first, second, and third periods of the Yoreh. Once they pass and there's no rains, then already you have to start praying and fasting immediately with the, with the uh, order of fast as we said. Which means that which we said that you fast immediately, the most stringent of fast, that's only when the Crop becomes abnormal, which means it changed. However, but if it just dried, dried out, then you do not pray. And the Rashi says why. Because once already the product dries up, your tefilat not going to help. It's considered a wasteful prayer, it's a prayer in vain. Even if let's say the crop dried up when the wheat was still. A small, doesn't matter. She's according to this Gemara. Once already the crop dries up, it's too late. Cannot, uh, cannot get fixed. So the Gemara says, Pshita, of course, you're telling me that there's only do the fast when they be, when they change when they became abnormal. But if they dry, no. Well, of course, the Mishnah said, nishtenu. if they change, Maschal that if it dried, you don't pray at all because it's the filat job because a lot ziricha. in the case is talking about the What does the akun mean? so that she says even after they dried they continued to grow a little and now it looks like they're coming back because now let's say the, uh, the, the, the wheat is starting to grow in the stalks and therefore we might have thought I would have thought that about once or even though they dried up but now I see it's making a comeback now I see that what? A kantah, the fact that the kanim are getting filled with uh, the wheat, now I think it's significant and therefore maybe start fasting in order to, to get it going again. Kamash no, it's still a tefillat shaf. It's not going to help. But you don't get excited because you see a little comeback. It doesn't matter. These kanim that you see starting to get filled up is not significant at all. And if, even if you're going to pray, nothing's going to happen. They will don't pray at all. So that's the chizush of the gemara. Only that can yevshu. And what type of yavshu? Yavshu that started to come back, meaning it started to grow again in the kanim, in the stalks. Still don't pray because that's going to be considered tefillat shav. That's one way at least Uh, that she learns That she has an alternate interpretation that says that when it comes to yavshu, when they dry out Don't pray why because they're gonna grow by themselves Which means yavshu is not severe and therefore you don't have to go so strictly make ta'aniyot and uh, uh, Shofar and it's crying out because the way says of al-yavshulo Because they're automatically going to come back. And then according to this, we have to learn the rest of the Gevara. So therefore, when you're saying, Ya Bish, you don't have to pray. So the gemara says, Peshita. That's special. The mishnat says you only pray for the no. shtanu. you don't have to pray for su. So we'll read the first line in Rashi. Lotsirichah de akun bekane. When they start to grow now in the stalks, now de tema akantam miltai. lo Maybe they didn't yet ripen. Maybe I see. Listen, you got to move it along. So by praying, you'll enhance it because maybe they didn't ripen yet in these stalks. Therefore, praying will be significant. Which means it doesn't matter. They're going to grow automatically. You don't need the prayers anymore at that point. Which means you would have thought that what Yavshu the Gemara is Yavshu don't have to pray. Not like that. She's first Pshat that said because it's the Shav. Go to the second Pshat. They say no. It's it's it's, it's going to grow. The Pshita the you only pray for Nishtanu. But Yavshu don't have to pray. And the way that she's learning now means you don't have to pray because it's going to grow. By themselves. Oh, so pshita. It's not stop because you would have thought that since they're in the stalks now, but they didn't ripen yet. You might have thought that if you don't pray, it's not going to get moved along. It's not going to. It's not going to develop properly. Kamash malan, that it will nonetheless. And even if you don't pray, it'll still be good. So that she has two diametrically opposed opinions over here. Either yavshu, you have you you don't pray, because stick that shab, or adrabah. You have you don't pray because. It's good, and you don't need to pray because it's going to happen automatically. Comes the Gemara and says, geshem." So we said, if let's say it rains, and the first of year, the, then there's a forty-day gap. Uh, so that's already a problem. Then already you start fasting immediately with the most severest fast because that's called makat That's already an inyan of a food shortage. So the Gemara now is going to analyze what's the difference between batsoret and laav. Which is what's a food shortage and what's considered a famine? So the Gemara says, "My makat bat soret. What do we call makat Batsoret? That is, tell me that it's a very severe item that you have to start uh, fasting uh, uh, right away. So the Gemara and, and crying out right away. So the Gemara says, "Amar Yehuda, Amar Av." How about a Buddha Ma Makkah Hamiviali De Batsorat? The Buddha explains that this is talking about a Makkah that can bring to Batsorat to a food shortage. Which means it's not Batsurat. Oh, that's the Gebra's question. Geburat says, my machat batsorit. The Gebrah's question is, you're telling me that if it doesn't rain within forty days after 40 days after the first rains, that's already considered consider makat batsorat. What do you mean bakat batsorit? it takes time. It's not like a to, 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 right away when it doesn't rain. It takes time after that. So the Gemara says, "No, mi de This is a makah that can lead to batsorer because now the fact that it didn't rain within 40, after forty days, so now the crop is not going to grow. Now there's going to be a food shortage, but that's going to lead to batsorer. Amarav Nachman said, "Nahara Nahara batsurta." Middinta, middinta, she says what does this mean? Nahara nahara. So that she says in the bottom line, Let's say there's no wheat in one city. But let's say there is wheat in another city. But there's rivers, let's say. So you're able to transport the wheat from one city to another. So that's called Batsoret. That's not considered av. Aav is worse. This is called Batsoret because bottom the the food can be transported from one city to the next. However, if let's say there's food in one city, but not food in the other, and the only way they can transport it, there's no rivers they have to take hamorim, things like that, donkeys that's already chafna because it's very hard to transport a lot of food via the donkeys and that's already deemed a famine and that's considered uh, obviously worse. Now what would be the uh, the difference between let's say a food shortage or a famine so the Tosfur explains that Let's say when we have an actual famine, then already you cry out immediately. However, on account of a food shortage, you wouldn't have to cry out uh, immediately with the with the uh, severity of a uh, famine. And even though the Mishnah said that when it comes to a batsodit, you do cry out uh, immediately. So we have to say that uh, that type of batsodit was a very severe batsodit that would certainly lead to a famine to a ra'av. And that's why the Mishnah uh, that's why it was for has to explain the Mishnah. So again, batsodit is not as severe as rav. Uh, but Ra'av, you cry out and fast immediately was batsurah. No, in the case of Mishtaya to say it was a more severe batsure. Okay? Comes okay. Gibbon says, Viamad Rabhanina Rabhanina said Se'ah Besela Vishihah Batsurta. If let's say a se'ah of wheat cost a se'la. actually that's a cheaper price. One seah, you pay only a se'la Vishih and the uh, actually it's expensive, I should say. Se'ab is se'la. It's one for one v'shikha. But what? There's product, which means it's it's available. Even though it's expensive, but it's available. I Meaning there's food in the marketplace. sultah That's called a food shortage. Not as severe. However, arba. But if let's say you could buy for one se'la four se'in, if the prices are very cheap, the lo But there's no food. You can't find the food. So then that already that's called khafna. That's already called a famine. Okay, that's the way Hanina understands it. So the prices of wheat, let's say, are inexpensive. However, the wheat is not plentiful. It's hard to find it. So then that already that's called a khafna. Rabi Lo Now this is talking about over here with the maot azol. What does maot bezol means? Which means money is available. Meaning people have money in their pocket. money is cheap, which means there's money available. But just the fruits are expensive. So he wants to say according to the Hanan, that in a case over here where the money is inexpensive, which means people have the money to spend, but the produce is expensive, so that's already what we're going to say that this is considered a uh, a problem. However, if let's say there's no money available, and this uh, fruit is available, which is according to the then you have to start crying out immediately, which is according to the Yohanan's rule, if there's no money available, that's worse. Said, if there's money available, but the food is scarce, okay, you'll deal with that. However, if there's a lot of food, but there's no money, then we have to be immediately. I remember when the prices were daled, the prices were very cheap. The wheat was four for a selah. But in Tiberias, there was a lot of bloated stomachs. There's a lot of people starving. Why? Because they didn't have any side, didn't have money. So therefore he's holding over here, that without money, even if you have product, so that's already much worse than if you have to cry out immediately. The says, Let's say they, they fell for the Samahim, for the plants, the plants, The rain. However, not for the ilan. I understand the case where the rains are beneficial for the plants but not for the trees. Talk about rains that fell softly, which means uh, easy. Ve'lo but not forcefully. So that's beneficial for the plants, but not for the trees. ve'lo I understand the case where it's beneficial for the ilan, not for l'smachim. The where they came down forcefully, strong, and beneficial of the trees. Ve'lo they didn't come down uh, uh, softly. Good. So that's not beneficial to the plants. I understand how it cannot be, how it can't be beneficial for the trees and for the plants but not for the reservoirs he had two types of rain he had the strong rain and the soft rains but what? it didn't rain a lot, so it didn't fill the reservoirs but how are you going to explain the following? if let's say it rained to fill up the reservoirs but not for the plants beneficial enough for the trees once already it's raining for the uh, reservoirs so either it was a soft rain or a strong rain but either way one of the two are going to be benefited the case over here is talking about where they came literally in buckets like which means it was a downpour and therefore it does not benefit not the trees and not the plants. It benefits the reservoirs, but it came in a uh, downpour. Tanur we have a Matri'in ala ilanot Which means, already befrost means 15 days, pesach before pesach, Which is already 15 days before pesach. We don't see that the trees are blossoming. That's already the time where the trees are supposed to blossom. Then already we make, uh, we cry out and we start uh, making uh, the uh, fasting because that's a problem. That's already the season where the trees are supposed to blossom. Al-Aborot v'shichinu me'arot takes out this word afidu B'froh sahag Which means already before sukkot If there's no water in the reservoirs So then already we have to start fasting as well, which means in the uh, borot shehenim arot—that's already bethros hag, which means you need heavy rains to fill these reservoirs. If they don't fall, we quite already on Sukkot because it's not going to be ready water for the people. Now others explain that it ba brings you Shami, that the word hag over here is referring to shavuot, and now how that makes more sense because on Sukkot already we don't want rain that time of year. So therefore really we push it off till after Sukkot. So therefore the Hag over here makes more sense to say it's talking about Shavuot Because Shavuot is a drought meaning there's no water in the reservoirs so then we have to ready cry and fast immediately. Comes the Gemara and says kulan, Im l'shtot miyad. Which means The Gemara now says that what? That if there's not enough water to drink, so we cry out immediately, which means even during the summer months, before Sukkot, which means any time of year, you cry. And what is the meaning that you cry out immediately? So it says, which means already you call a fast on Monday and Thursday and Monday. So the first Monday, Thursday, Monday, you start fasting. And in this regard you only cry out on account of the countries that are affected. Which means you don't have to cry out everywhere where there's a uh, drought in this case, only on the cities that are affected. But regarding the disease called Askerah, that's where uh, the person has shortness of breath, where he cannot breathe. When there's people dying, as a result of it, they already have to cry out and fast for it. But if there's no cause of death, then we don't have to cry out. If we see locusts, even the slightest amount already... That's already a time to to fast and make the figot, because it destroys the crop. A bunch of women are after the hagav, even for a type of locust that's called hagav. Also the hagabim, even if a few are sighted, already you start have to fasting immediately. Which means, what we said above, that the rabbis, when they see a drought, no matter what time of year, that there's no water in the reservoirs, that they have to call out immediately, doesn't mean they call out, say they realize it on Tuesday. They don't uh, start on Tuesday. They wait till the following Monday, and they first Monday, Thursday, Monday. That's what the miyat means. It doesn't mean exactly that. That day that they, uh, they, they, they judge it, but they do it uh, the first Monday, Thursday, and Monday. continues... ala ilanot which means on the other years of Shemitah not including Shemitah so then already we cry out on account of the trees but during Shemitah, since we cannot benefit from the trees anyway, so there's no reason even if they're not growing, there's no benefit to fast. However, regarding reservoir water, the drinking water, because you have to drink water in the Shemitah year as well. So if the reservoirs are not filled, even in the Shemitah you fast. They even cry and fast for the trees in the seventh year. Because the Aniim benefit, because the Aniim able to eat from the fruit of Shemitah me tá com and therefore, even though the owner might not benefit, but the, on do, so therefore we have to pray, and first, even for the trees, that they should grow during the Shemitah year. That we, we cry out on account of the trees in the other years of the Shemitah, however, regarding the reservoirs, even on the Shemitah, because again, you need rain, even you need water to drink, even during the Shemitah year. He says you pray in the Shemitah year for what's called the Sefi'in. So not only the trees, trees have good fruit, wild fruit, that the regular fruit that grow. Sifirin are like the aftergrowth. That's already the stuff that was planted already from before Shemitah that continues to grow. During the Shemitah itself, those are called Sifichin, he says you pray for those as well, even though to the fruit that come from the Sifichin might not be as better, as good as the ones that come from the regular Yilanot, still you can pray for them and fast for them, because it benefits the Ani during the Shemitah year. enough of importance that she says to pray for, look at Bashi she says We can read the uh, she's from where we are uh, left up above. We'll start from which means we said that when are the rains not uh, beneficial to tzemachim and but beneficial for reservoirs when they come down in a downpour. The Others say that shvichuta is actually a very light, misty rain. and it's too uh, too thick for the trees. because it doesn't come down. Uh, it's, I'm sorry. It's It's a It's a fine rain that uh, has a thickness to it. And it's not benefit for the trees because it's not coming down with force because it's a lot of rain so it, it, it washes away the uh, either it's a downpour which mean, is just a bucket like it's, it's a lot of rain or a light thick rain that does not benefit either we need the uh, rains by Sukkot or to, uh, benefit the animals to give them to drink as well as the um, crops. which is even let's say actually, they, they take that they change that little girassade change it to the Gimas, they go on the I think we call them the Frosahag which is even before even in the summertime <laughs> but there's no rain. Only in that uh, that place where they ran out of water, that's when they do these crying and fasting. He chokes on. He cannot breathe and he dies. <laughs> when his mouth closes. Uh, fine, when when people are dying, she It's also uh, Also travels, and therefore we have to be concerned. eats the even a small amount. only a little of the locusts are sighted. they multiply. Uh, this rabbi holds that not, not, not so severe They're not going to attack And eat like the locusts In <an> the other years of Shemitah We don't care about the Sorry, we do care about the trees but when it comes to Reservoir waters Everybody agrees that in the You have to pray Because you still have to drink During the Shemitah I don't care If it's going to benefit The Karka I'm not interested In praying for the Karka I'm praying for the Reservoirs. A bunch of Galilei lamed, matzayin the ve'ap ala sifrein. Even the sifrein, which is not such a benefit, benefit fruit, should be called kach. Why? Because the aniim do enjoy those fruit as well. Comes again, and says, Tanya, <speaking> Amar bin ben Pertab, Meiom shacharev <Hebrew> etamikdash. From the time that Bet Midrash was destroyed, naasu geshamim tsimukim leolam, which means the rains come down be'koshi. Which means there's not a lot of uh, rains. It means literally they become tightened. She's, the sky is tightened. It doesn't rain as freely as it used to rain uh, before when the melting was around. Some years it's not a set pattern anymore. Some some years the rain is plentiful. Yes, And other years. The rains are uh, minimal. Some years the rain grow, comes down in the right time. And there's other years that the rain does not come down in the right time. When the rain comes down in the right time, what is it analogous to? When the master gives his servant all his panasa that he needs, he gives him on Sunday. Now he has a whole week to make the halaf and Shabbat. Because he got the goods on Sunday. So therefore the bread can be baked the right way and it can be eaten in the proper way says she penai He has time to make it. However, that's that's compared to a year when the rains are in the right time. Everything grows properly. However, when the rains do not come in the right time, the what is it similar to? Shabbat. He gives them all the panasa right on Friday, right before Shabbat. No time. The, the dog is not baked the proper way, cannot be prepared the proper way, it doesn't taste the same way, it's not eaten the proper way either. And therefore, uh, that's the same thing when it doesn't rain in the right time, the crop does not grow, and the, the food does not have the proper time to ripen correctly, and therefore the food is not good. gives another example. Shana shekeshemem mirubin in the year that the rains are a lot lemaudome. What is it similar to? Leavevet shenatan lo rabo panasato bebat Now let's say the master gave his servant all his panasa in one shot. The rains come plentiful. What's the benefit? So the gemara says Nimseu like lechaim tochanot menakud, mas shetochanot menakav. Which means when they used to take the wheat and they used to put it in the grinder, the grinder eats up some of the wheat. Now, there's a certain amount of wheat that stays in the grinder itself. Now, if a person has a lot of wheat, let's say, that he's able to grind in one shot, so that he only loses that little amount, that's going to get stuck in the grinder which means the same amount that he's going to lose on a kur, which is a lot, he's going to lose on a kav. Which means if he has a little, he loses the same amount, which means, let's say he has a hundred, uh, a hundred uh, uh, bushels, let's say. So now he starts to grind them. He's only going to lose, let's say, one percent in the uh, grinder. Okay? So all the hundred bushels, he lost one percent in the in tohin. The, in the, uh, Now let's say he only had one bushel, he's still going to lose that 1%. So therefore, when a person gets a lot of rains in one shot, it's the same thing, because a lot of the rains, uh, the ground swallows uh, the rain, but some of the water gets lost. Some of it slides down and goes uh, to to, to, to the rocks, whatever, it's not beneficial. So you lose some rain, not all the rain goes into the ground. So therefore, if a person gets the rain in one shot, so therefore, you lose a little amount, but the rest of the rain is beneficial. As opposed to this comes a little at a time, so you always lose that percentage. Because so every time a new rain comes, there's a certain amount that you lose, like the wheat. If you have to get a little at a time, you always lose that 1% to the to the grinder. But if you get it all in one shot, you just lose 1%, and that's it, and everybody benefits. Then it's said, again, we're talking about that, let's say, if it comes in one shot, so the Gavarat says, the the high grinds, from a a cool, kaf. which means uh, normally when we would grind from a small amount. Now, already you're able to grind in a big amount, and you don't lose. You lose the same amount, but it's from a big amount. Then said, Also, when you now knead the dough, you put it in the uh, in the in the bowl. So the bowl also holds some some wheat, so, some dough on the side, let's say. But if you have a lot, it only loses, let's say, 1% to the bowl. So therefore, as long as I have a lot, I only lose 1%. But if I have a little at a time, every time I put in, I lose another 1%. I clean the bowl up, now I lose another 1%. So that's why, that's why the same thing with the rains. When the rains are in one shot, whatever the rains, certain rains, let's say, you lose. Because not all the rains go into the ground. The wind blows, let's say, so it's not beneficial. But if it's all coming in one shot, I'm losing that, that 1% of the rain in one time. But if it would keep on raining, not in one shot, but time to time. Every time I lose that uh, that percentage, and that's the. When the rains come sporadically and they come a little at a time, the 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 master gives the servant the panasa the a little at a time. which means now the the uh, the the millstone, whatever it's grinding from a kud now it's grinding from a kav. He's losing the same amount on a smaller. Uh, 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 amount. Exactly what it's losing from a, from a, from a. Core cool is losing from the cow, which means he's losing the same percentage, but now he's losing it on a much smaller amount. As opposed to being, we got a lot of it, so he loses the same percentage, but at least he gets a lot. So it's same with the rains. And when the rains come, a lot of it gets, something gets blown away. At least he gets a lot, and he loses it once. When you get it a little at a time, so you keep on losing it over and over again. I'm going to read it over here. A certain amount of flour inevitably adheres to the millstone. The core is is thirty seah, and a calf is a sixth of the seah, which is a small uh, small amount thus a quart is one hundred and eighty times greater than a calf yet the amount of grain lost when a corn is ground is the same amount that's lost when a calf is ground so therefore it's much better when you're growing large amounts because either way you're going to lose that same amount to the, uh, to, the to, to the millstone. The same thing with the kneading. Each time a person kneads the dough, some of it adheres to the to the bowl and is lost. And therefore, when you need more at a time, it's more beneficial, because you're going to lose the same amount if you do a lot or a little. The same thing uh, when it comes to the rain. When large amounts of rain fall at one time, more water reaches the productive soil, uh, and the same amount is... Uh, worst whether it's a lot of rain or it's a little so the more benefit you' get a lot because uh, otherwise you're going to lose uh, a percentage and uh, when it comes a little of time you lose it over and over and over All right therefore less water is going to reach the uh, productive soil comes to get I continues. When the rains come plentiful, the what is it similar to? Where the person is, he's trying to make the clay. He's trying to knead the clay. If he has a lot of water, the water doesn't get used up, and the clay is needed properly. When you have a lot of water, you're able to make... The the When there's a lot of rain, there's a lot of rain. What is it similar to? The making the A person is making the clay. has a lot of water, clean the water does not run out. The clay is been needed properly, but if he has a little water the water finishes but the teeth does not uh, does not become needed properly, so there was beneficial to get a lot of water uh, at a time, let's read Rashi now Rashi says Like there's some water, there's some uh, flour that gets stuck in the millstone. And the rains come abundantly. And they penetrate the ground. Between what the rocks would, let's say, uh, absorb from a lot of rain. It's the same amount that they take from the small rains. The wind. The same amount that the wind blows from the majority of rains also blows from the minority. But not in a mirror. Nimsitri sa areva. That's the 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 bowl. Shela shela shin bat the that you need the dough in it. Shevistayir b'shulam in The base of it, some of them don't get stuck. Ad keshiv kishordim mead mead. Nivaim betarshin v'aimar bimetar. So when it rains a little, so they're losing a lot a lot of it to the to the uh, to the rocks and to the wind. And therefore, not um, not as much is going to be beneficial to the. Soil, as opposed to when it comes a lot When you have a lot of water When you have the proper amount of uh, water So the clay is uh, needed properly the water doesn't end when you have a lot of water. <shaving> you can see you're able to make a lot of t- 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 clay as much as you want. when You don't have enough water, so even the clay that you're making is not needed properly. So all these different mishalim to what is the benefit of having a year when there is plentiful mime uh, merubim. Baruch Adonai, Amen